Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Wilkins, and today, we're tonight actually, we're going to review the 817 episode of AEW Dynamite, live in Charleston, West Virginia, which was promoted as a All About the Dragons Dragons this, Dragons that on HBO. Dragons all about the Ring of Honor, Game of Thrones, yada, yada, yada. All right. This this card was probably probably one of the weakest, weakest AW Dynamite cards in quite a while. But if you can see right through it, you knew it was going to happen here, obviously. Let's go run down through the, the card here. Just a quick rundown of the card. It was... Uh, Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia, two out of three falls. Uh, Varsity Blondes versus the Gun Club. You had uh, the Trios tournament match, which Andrade, Roosh, and Dragon, I think Dragon Lee is the brother of Roosh, versus the Young Bucks and a mystery partner. Uh, Tony Storm versus Kalen King. And I think that was about it. Uh, and I'll say that this card was probably, like I said, the weakest AEW Dynamite card I've seen in a while. But there was no weakness in the open of the show. Of course, the hot open with JR, Taz, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur on, uh, on commentary. And of course, they open up with their darling, CM Punk, who walks out. What made me laugh the most was there was a big-ass big sign in the front row of the show that says, Cuddle with Huddle. And it just, you can't miss the sign. It's like one of the big-ass fathead signs. It's just as bad as Dave LaGreca's big head sign that you see those all the time at shows. But CM Punk came out and did a promo, which was very heel in style. But it's very much like CM Punk. He's unapologetically himself on every aspect of his wrestling promos. He kind of swerved a little bit and got us all back on track. He challenged Hangman Adam Page to a, to a match, and then when Hangman didn't come out, he said, "Okay, that's all the not, that's all the bad stuff we got to get accomplished." And he worked on John Moxley, calling Moxley temporary, and he was ranked number three. And what really made me laugh was when they finally hit John Moxley's music, CM Punk says, hey, I want to do Snow Angels till you get out here. And he's literally in the ring doing Snow Angels in the middle of the wrestling ring, waiting for John Moxley to do his walking entrance from all the way in the back through the crowd. And, heck, even, even him singing Moxley's introduction was hilarious. I still don't understand John Moxley's draw. I don't understand John Moxley's swagger walk. He's not Vince McMahon. He's not Conor McGregor. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why do you have to walk around like you don't know where you are? You stumble. You have a swagger that's fake. And just, they, Moxley kind of does a, a half-assed promo. And then they lead into a terrible fight scrum with security coming down to run him off. Which, honestly... Would have worked if the security actually did their damn job. They were very hands off. I'm not sure if there was indie guys that they hired to do it or what, but 
these guys got to show a little bit more, hey, you know, oomph, to break these guys up. You know, they can't just, you know, barely do it. They have to do it themselves. You have to show that there's a legit animosity there, and you have to show that there's a legit grief there, and it's going to take a, long, a lot of people to get them off each other. So I, I just think that this terrible, terrible scrum fight sequence fought off, went to the back. They did a powerhouse Hobbs promo against Ricky Starks. Good promo for Green Kid. Not bad. Then they go into a match. The match that I really thought was going to be the main event. Because it probably would have had more wrestling in it than what this match had. Uh, it was Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson at two out of three falls with uh, the you know Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as the guest timekeeper. And you had Jericho on commentary. I'm stunned that this match was the opening match in the show. And it wasn't like the opening, like, hot open segment. It was the first match. Like, they curtain jerked them. And they could have put this as the main event, but they didn't. Or even in the middle of the show in the second hour, let them go 20 minutes. And then, then let them go into the, the trios match. It would have been a great second hour. But, uh... Not the way they did it here. Jericho, I, I like him like him a lot. Um, he was on commentary, but he literally just yells on commentary. That's all he does. And it's shocking that he does this every weekend and week out, and they expect a different result for him on commentary. He doesn't add anything other than him yelling. Um, Garcia gets the first fall with the same exact submission that he beat. Danielson in in their match about three weeks ago. And then Danielson gets the next two, both being being submissions. So it's actually a very good. Uh, they do kind of a, it's about, i say about 20 minutes long, 25. They went through about a three segments, three segments, I think about 20 minutes. Um, Garcia, or Danielson was waiting for Garcia to get up and give him a handshake. And then Jericho runs down and attacks him. And then Daniel Garcia tries to stop Jericho from beating him down, which tells me that they're going to lead into the Daniel Garcia-Chris Jericho feud here sooner rather than later. Try to draw some money out of it. Um, they cut from that segment to a Tony Schiavone promo with the tag team champion Swerve and Keith Lee defending the titles on Rampage to kind of promote the tag team titles being defended. I'm still kind of confused on why the Young Bucks took away their or dropped the titles to, to Swerve and, and, and Lee when there was obviously a desire to do a third match with FTR, other than the fact that maybe they didn't want to do it at this time. Um, other than that, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense on uh, how they promoted that, but it, it makes sense. They're trying to draw writing in the rampage there a little bit. Um, Tony Nish was supposed to come out and do a match, then he got attacked by Moxley. Uh, after that, like I said, after that promo went to black and they went to the next segment, it was Tony Nish coming out of, of the, the entranceway, and he got attacked by Moxley. Punk comes out, and they started doing another shitty fight scene, and then he got uh, Claudio Casagnoli, and you got we got a Yuta out there. You got a bunch of guys out there just trying to hold people back, and it's starting to look like crap. Uh, it just looked like complete crap. 
in the ring, and it's only getting worse. So, um, I don't see it being a worthwhile cause here. Um, just keep this typical indie style. They fight off, as they would say. Uh, after that little fight sequence, yet again, they went to the Varsity Blondes versus the Gun Club, or the Ass Boys, as they say. And good old Don Stevens, a.k.a. Aubrey Edwards, is the referee on this one. It literally is a squash tag team fight with Griff Garrison getting the Colt 45 finish done to him in 1-2-3. Billy Gunn comes out and says, hey, you know, I, I, you guys are doing a lot of work. Great, great job. And the, the gun club turns on their father, and then the acclaim comes down to make the save. You heard me say that again. The gun club turns on their father, and the acclaimed comes to make the save. I don't understand this storyline. I don't know where it's going, but it makes zero sense. And I don't even know where it's going to go to. Does it go to a tag team title fight? Does it go to anything? So it's not good. It's terrible television. All right. It goes from that segment. Uh, comes back from the commercial break. It goes. Uh, looks like Jungle Boy comes out to the ovation of the crowd, and he does a about a two-minute spiel on the microphone, and you know he's calling out Christian Cage. Christian Cage finally comes out. And it really does a great heel promo. And then they finally get down to it where Cage nearly just gets beat down. And they do two, I would say, less presses. They do two less presses with some fake punches on the Christian. Christian rolls out of the ring, does a, a kind of a heel kick, low blow kick, and it kind of continues on. And uh, just beats down. It's a kind of a fight scene that's it's a hype for the pay-per-view here in a couple of weeks between Christian and Jungle Boy at All Out. And really, I think that match will be good for Jungle Boy. But please don't put Jungle Boy back on a microphone anytime soon. His promos need some serious work. He needs to go to some classes. He needs to sit down and work on them. And, you know, I know it's difficult on AEW television to get him on some promos, some mic work. But he really needs some work on his mic skills. Um, hopefully, Christian can help him along the way there, behind the scenes maybe or something. I don't know, man. Like it's, it's definitely not a good situation on the mic work for Jungle Boy at all. Um, the next match, I'm actually was very, very, kind of opt, eagerly optimistic about it because it's Kalen King versus Tony Storm. Kalen King was traded uh, trained by the Dudley Boys. Um, and she has really good athleticism. So, really interested to see how this match would have gone. Uh, obviously, they obviously there was a height advantage between the two ladies, between Kaylin King being bigger than Tony Storm. And really, King looked really strong here working in that heel role. Working through, working with her athleticism, working clean with... Tony Storm. The match wasn't clunky. The crowd was just dead. It was just a 10-12 minute match and you could tell the crowd was pretty dead. I'll be very interested to see if, if Kaylin King does work for the WWE at some point in her career. 
because she does have the athleticism. Uh, she's tall. She's athletic. She puts on some. She's clean. She's crisp on her move set. She doesn't try to do too much, uh, and keeps it simple. Which a lot of fans, I, I think, me as a respectful wrestling fan, can actually enjoy. It'll be interesting to see who she works with down the line to possibly get herself some more exposure on national television. But yeah, Tony Storm wins here, and they make the match official of uh they make the match official between Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the match that you're all been waiting for for me to review is up next and I really have to sit here and just like not really get myself too far ahead of myself and I had to kind of take a take a pause before I really re- sat down and reviewed this next this next match because it shows me as a wrestling fan how much dedication I have to the sport when I actually pause and take it not just for what I just saw but understand that there's obviously some reasonable kind you know sort of logical explanation for some of this stuff but some of this stuff didn't have any logical explanation whatsoever. Next match I'm talking about is the Young Bucks and their mystery partner versus Andrade El Idolo, Roosh, and Roosh's brother, Dragon Lee. I want to make this abundantly clear. They dragged this shit out so damn long on Kenny Omega's return that I wasn't even interested to see Kenny Omega come out. His introduction by Justin Roberts was over a minute long. Yes, he came out wearing a compression shirt, a shoulder, some kind of shoulder apparatus on his shoulder. He barely worked. He probably worked about four minutes in that match. Total. And it was obviously the Young Bucks carrying that match. I'm not sure if, if Kenny's still working through some serious, maybe some soreness, some issues that are still there. But you can definitely tell Kenny Omega definitely had some ring rust because some of his own timing was off. He still did his prancing. And his leg, you know, his high knees before he ran, he did that. But, like, some of his moves were still a little bit off on the timing, which tells me that he's still not quite ready in the ring, which hopefully he'll be able to work through some things in the near future to hopefully straighten that out. I'm not a hater of Kenny Omega. I want to make that abundantly clear to everybody. I just don't like some of the things that moveset that he does. The one-winged angel, probably one of the coolest moves to watch if you actually watch the technical side of the match, the technical part of the move. The way he lifts a guy, the way he literally puts him down, looks like he's landing on his head, but he's really not. He's landing on his shoulder. It his, uh, looks like his trap. Really protects the guy. He does a really nice job. I don't think there's ever been a guy that's gotten hurt doing the getting landed on the one-winged angel. So uh, I, I just think seriously that a lot of the things that we're going to talk about now in this kind of goes into the fact of why is AEW doing this trios championship tournament at all this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me they have an extremely difficult time putting their title belts on national television on a consistent basis as it is between their their mid-atlantic championship their Tag Team Championship, their TNT Championship. 
their TBS championship. I understand that go on rampage, but still a championship for the women's the women's title. Not very not very shown very often. I think logically, Tony Khan needs to sit down and re-examine where he goes. You can sit there and say he doesn't have enough TV time, which is fine. You can say that. But then don't have that many champions. Something has to give here. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is that is my review for the 817 uh, edition of AEW Dynamite. Obviously, it was a quick episode of AEW Dynamite. It was actually a pretty eventful, I think, the best match, which... In my opinion, still was surprisingly on first was Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson, which the moves itself and the way they kind of went to a conclusion was boring, but it could have went more, and they should have. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is my review for the 817 edition of AEW Dynamite. Feel free to like and subscribe on YouTube. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at YankeeCowboy27. And looking forward to... Listening to all the comments, like, subscribe, do all that. Hope everyone has a great week, weekend. This is Tim Wilkins signing off.